0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to In a Perfect World. If that is where we all lived, cats would never be accused of being neurotic. But we don't live there yet. I'm Pamela Merritt from The Way of Cats. My goal is to help cats be better understood. In Podcast 6, The Cat's Name, I explained how a cat's many names and nicknames creates a positive mental picture in our cat's head. But we can undercut this excellent structure if we do not realize our cat's sensitivity. Unfortunately, years of misunderstanding can create a situation where a cat gets overcranked, overstressed, and neurotic. I think we can agree that while dogs can be sensitive, they aren't that sensitive. We can be the stupidest and most clueless human on the planet and our dog will go, Oh, you didn't mean it. Come here, you big lug. Dogs are designed to give us the benefit of the doubt. This smooths pack relations and fosters acceptance of authority. But this has nothing to do with cats. Cats do not have packs. They do not have pack behavior. And their default is not benefit of the doubt. Their default is, I knew it all along. This was too good to be true. This means cats have to be handled carefully and delicately. They have senses and feelings that are very highly tuned, so we should not push it. This is how cats develop their reputation for being neurotic. Gee, the cat's getting all upset about that. That's right. Yes, they are. That is what cats are like. They are easily upset. And since I am the same way... I understand that about them. This is how cats develop the reputation of being the pet of choice for painters, writers, and other artistic people because these are sensitive people and cats are sensitive pets. As a writer, I so appreciate cats. I have a book, Cat911, and a blog, The Way of Cats. I write all the time, and cats love to curl up on my lap instead of demanding a trip outside so I can throw a ball. Instead, cats demand attention where I'm at right now. This fits my lifestyle. When we understand the ways cats ask for affection and attention, we begin to see how easily cats fit into a different pattern from the ones that work for dogs. I live in a beautiful outdoor area, which is wonderful for wilderness activities, which welcome dogs. From hiking mountains to paddling around lakes, both dogs and people get what they want and need. My cats have their needs, but they are met beautifully by living with people who pursue artistic endeavors in the home. Who, like Mr. Way of Cats and his chronic illness, cannot get out as much as they would like. Who, like me, will look at a negative 40 morning and say, Good thing you have a litter box, guys. Enjoy. There's nothing wrong with either approach. They are simply different. Cats have different needs from dogs. If anyone does not have their needs met, they become neurotic. Feline, canine, human. But cats have an additional barrier to having their needs met. Because many will not admit to what the cat's needs are. These folks are used to dogs who will put up with anything. That is how the pack works. But cats are not pack animals cats want to be fussed over. That's another thing cats and I have in common. That's the bottom line. They want this because they are sensitive creatures. They do get their feelings hurt. They do get suspicious easily. They do worry a lot. This is what has kept them alive without a pack in a challenging natural environment. And since this helps them hunt down vermin for humans, It has never, ever changed since the first cat got petted. This works for both humans and cats. When we realize that is what is going on, when we start treating our cats as the sensitive creatures they are, to be the amazing hunters of small game that they still are, cats live in a world of heightened input. They normally hunt at dawn and dusk, when the whole world has its volume turned down. They detect small clues to the presence of their prey. When we do not recognize this quality of cat, when we are too loud, too aggressive, too demanding, we fail without support. Our cats become nervous, uncertain of our relationship, unable to cycle their energy, and neurotic. When I was a child, this is what people said about cats. Oh, they are too neurotic to make good pets. I didn't know that it was people who could make them that way. We might be disappointed that our cat is not making a big, noisy, rowdy fuss when we come home. That is because we are not seeing this on the subtle scale of cat interaction. For a cat, just showing up is the big, noisy, rowdy fuss. They don't have to greet us. They wanted to because they love us. This is how a cat shows they missed us. They become visible when we reappear. To a cat, their presence is a gift. Our own presence speaks volumes. This is how we speak cat. I find it amusing, in an ironic way, that cats are often denigrated for not being able to be the frisbee-chasing, mountain-climbing, canoe-paddling companions that dogs are. And yet the opposite never comes up. Dogs are never denigrated for not having the ability to hang out on the couch as often as we might like, or their high energy needs, meaning you have to go home on your lunch hour every day to walk them and things like that. They're different pets, and they belong to people who have differing needs. And it's not that I don't like hiking and kayaking. I do. But most of the time, I'm at home doing quiet activities where a cat fits in beautifully without getting in my way. If it were the opposite situation, if I spent most of my time away from home, then I would not get much satisfaction from a pet cat, and I would be missing having a dog companion on those long mountain treks. Since cats are so suited to quiet companionship, let's make sure they get both the companionship and the quiet. I will return with more in a perfect world. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back, exploring the high-volume world of our pet cats. Our cats' super senses develop from their hunting style, which is an ambush pattern. They get there first. They observe and figure out their prey. And because they lie in wait, they're naturally quiet. And careful. If there is anything which describes a cat's manner, it is the word subtle. And so, as humans, we need to be quiet and look for their clues. They might be hard to see at first, but it becomes so obvious once we know what they are. I often describe cat kisses, which is when we meet our cat's eyes and then slowly blink. This is a cat friendship gesture just as a big smile is for humans. It's small and quiet, but huge in meaning. Just this morning, I did get a great big rowdy fuss from Reverend Jim. He came into the room and climbed into my lap and rubbed his head on my chin. Wow! He adores me! Tristan was sleeping on my slippers when I woke up. This is so he would be the first one to know I was awake and we could share some cuddling. Wow! He misses me while I am asleep. This is how cats show love. Imagine we woke up one morning with super hearing. We discover it is now 16 times more powerful than it was before, and we would have to change the way we live, wouldn't we? How can we sleep in a suddenly noisy apartment complex? How can we handle our neighbor's lawnmower? Wouldn't we change our own behavior? Wouldn't we speak in whispers and turn down our stereo? This is what our cat deals with, living in our world. This is why yelling at a cat is so cruel. It is literally painful. We hate being yelled at. Imagine being yelled at when we have super hearing. So when we drop a pan lid or start the TV at too high a volume, our cat is not overreacting when they act startled and bolt from the room. This is exactly the reaction we would expect from someone with super hearing. Many times, people have told me cats make them nervous because cats stare at nothing. But cats are not staring at nothing. They are staring at things we cannot see. So, do cats have super seeing, too? Kind of. Most people know that cats are better at seeing in low light than we are. But they usually don't know that cats are incredibly good at detecting the smallest motion. This is a great skill to have for hunting. Small changes can tell them what their prey is about to do. Cats do not have a fovea, a human source of sharp central vision on their retinas. Cats have their motion detecting with a visual streak instead. So cats are not about the details. Cats are all about what the details are doing. So a cat can actually see sunlight reflecting off a mode of dust floating in the air so they aren't staring at nothing. Not only that, cats can see with their whiskers. These are connected directly to the sight center in their brain. They detect motion near their face and their feet and it is processed as input from their eyes. I would call that super seeing. When we know how a cat's eyes work and the differences from our own, We can figure out many of the cat's puzzling behaviors. This is how our cat will sit at the window for hours. We think there is nothing to see. They know better. What about our cat's sense of smell? Is that better too? Well, yeah, of course it is. It's actually 14 times better than ours. And I think that's because cats actually use it for more things. Humans tend to seek out good smells like hot dogs and perfume. And avoid bad ones like porta potties at summer events. Cats can use their sense of smell to detect what sort of state the other being is in, their state of health, their state of sexual receptivity, their mood, even. So, cats are used to getting more out of their scent, and maybe that's why they actually have two organs to use with it, not just one. They have the usual nasal cavities filled with nerve cells. And they also have a Jacobson's organ in the roof of their mouth. When our cats hang their mouth open, they're actually smelling what's going on by letting more air flow over this very sensitive organ in the roof of their mouth. Cats actually have a larger portion of their brain devoted to smells compared to us. So when we know this, it's no surprise that our cat's standard of cleanliness on the litter box might be a lot more exacting than our own. And that our cats might be very sensitive to changes in their food that we cannot detect, but they instantly know. This also explains why cats are so fussy about their water sources. Because cats can smell crumbs or off odors or some kind of contamination in their water sources a lot faster than we can. So all of this means that when the cat is fussy, the cat probably has a good reason. This explains other cat behaviors, like the way they rub their cheeks on us and doorways and furniture. This is known as aloe rubbing, and the cat is actually using very subtle pheromones to mark certain things as theirs. So when our cat rubs their cheeks on us, They're saying, I like you, I'm going to put a book plate on you saying, this person belongs to me. And it's a very high compliment. We can also use this to foster relations with our cats. Like when I go away for a while, I make a point of putting a worn t-shirt that has absorbed my scent on the bureau for James Bond to sleep on when he misses me. And that example of how Tristan slept on my slippers is a lot more understandable now that we know the slippers smell like me, and that's what Tristan was missing while I was asleep, so he parked himself on them. We can use our cat's super senses to create bonds that show, yes, we understand, we know how to speak cat. And how about the cat's sense of touch? They are covered with fur, each of which acts as an antenna to pick up vibrations from the air around them, from the surface they're lying on. This is why we can be amused at seeing them walk across the floor and then suddenly stop. There's a hair out of place. Well, they can detect that. They can be bothered by that and have to stop what they're doing and groom it back into place. That's a tremendous super sense all by itself and explains a lot about why we should never roughhouse with our cats or use harsh methods that will have a lot of literal impact on them because they are extremely sensitive. Don't go away. There's more about cat senses that will help them make sense to us. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet We're back talking about how cats operate in a world which overlaps our own. We cannot and should not argue with our cat about what they are asking for. When we say the litter is clean enough, or that the water is fresh enough, or that cat bed on the floor is soft enough, We're wrong. Our cats are much better at making these determinations than we are. We should listen. When the cats vanish during parties, it is not that they aren't friendly. It's that so many voices and so much activity is overwhelming. We all know what feedback does to our speakers. The same thing can happen to our cats' brains. It can happen very fast. One second we are enjoying unloading the groceries, but one clink of bottles against each other can send our cats scurrying away. Our feelings won't be hurt when we know how loud that was to our cats' ears. Cats will be far more drawn to sharing our activities if we are doing something quiet and low-key rather than practicing with our thrash metal band. Often, people complain to me that their cat always bugs them when they are trying to get work done. I explain that is when they are sitting still and quiet. Thinking draws cats irresistibly because, to a cat, we are so approachable then. We aren't leaping around or making lots of noise. Part of the appeal of books and laptops and gaming to the cats who are drawn to us at such times is that we are sitting there intently, seemingly doing nothing at all. Gosh, we must be bored. Our cat will be our helpful companion and amuse us. After all, If we are going to stare at something, it should be them, shouldn't it? We completely understand the appeal of knitting and crafts and cooking to our cats. We often have trouble figuring out that quiet activities also have their own pull. If we want our cat to not bug us, we should have their playtime first, so they are happy napping, just being near us. I start every podcast session with a bunch of playing and cuddling and treats In that order, because this sets the cats up for snoozing in chairs or window watching while I'll be busy. Once we know cats have super senses, we better understand how overwhelming our other activities can seem to them and why they choose quiet times to approach us. When I am cuddling my cats, I whisper to them. My normal voice is going to be much too loud when it is right by their ear. I move slowly and gently when they are on my lap. I can use the tiniest of motions to operate the wand toy and still keep their interest. I can try to pop open a can for me without summoning them, but I will probably not succeed. I have had people ask me if cats read our minds. Because cats will appear in the kitchen or accompany them to another room, and they are baffled by how the cat knew they were about to do something that the cat hoped to join in on. But mind reading is not one of the cat's superpowers. We now can understand how their super senses can make it seem that way. The smallest noise, or the tiniest of body motions, will tell our cats something as clearly as an email. My old kitchen had magnetic latches on the doors, and there must have been 40 doors. Yet only the door which held the treats and catnip would summon the cats when it was unlatched. They never appeared for any of the other doors... They could tell the distinctive click of that one latch without fail. Noticing such small details are vital to survival in the cat's natural world. Hearing the rustle of a tiny footstep or picking up the gleam of an eye in dim light could be their only clue to dinner. This is how Tristan can ignore every opening of the back door in the old house where our apartment is. Unless that door is being opened by his friend Bob. Then he will be at our own door. Eager to have it opened. When we work with our cats and not against them, we discover the power and ease of the cat relationship. This is not one where we can issue commands. We don't know enough to issue such commands to our cat. They've got more information coming in. They are also the expert on their care. We're not. I see this as part of the advantage of cats, the enjoyment of cats. If I'm messing up, they're quick to tell me. We can use our cats' fussiness about their care to our advantage. Because when we have the food, the water, the scratching, the litter, all working properly, they are so happy and grateful. They will use their amazing powers of observation to figure out ways to make us happy. And then as hard as we have tried to make them happy and comfortable, they will do the same for us. Because it is not just the cat's five physical senses that are big and powerful. It's also their heart. Cats have a tremendous capacity for affection. And companionship. We simply have to provide for them in the right ways, the ways those super senses are so good at detecting. And then the cat will pour all that attention and planning and interest on us. Every cat appreciator knows and welcomes the paw of compassion. When we're down, or sad, or disappointed, We can feel that little paw on our knee or our hand or our heart saying, What can I do for you? I'm so sorry. I'm here for you. And we feel a little better knowing some other being cares about us enough to notice we're in this state and they want to do something to help us out of it. This magic can happen even with cats who are normally not demonstrative. Over and over again, people have shared with me instances where their normally standoffish cat will leap to the rescue when they're sick or terribly sad and park themselves on the person's lap or cuddle up next to the person in bed until they're better again. Cats do care. They can just be subtle about it. We should admire and acknowledge our cat's superior abilities. After all, they admire and acknowledge ours. We can go out and bring home cans and big bags. We do mysterious things that result in fun times. Our computer can make interesting noises. Our cats aren't exactly sure how boxes contain toys and treats, but they want to inspect every box to see if it is for them, just in case. Hopefully, one day that box will contain one of our herbal cat toys, available at our shop on wayofcats.com. The cats find exhilarating to their senses and can be played with at their own pace. Look for Mouser Mix, Bard's Blend, and Stinky Socks. Once we see how excited our cats can get over something that doesn't necessarily smell that good or at all to us, we know that this, too, is another of their super senses. The cats do love to help their humans create a perfect world. Help them use their powers for good. Let's Talk Pets